0: Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Optimize Yourself Podcast, where I provide my articles in audio form so you have the option to listen instead of read if that is your preference. So I advise you for the next 15 minutes or so to get out of your chair, get outside, get some sun, and walk while you are listening to the following article so you are burned out, now what? What? Here are seven ways to climb out of the hole, and this is available alongside my other recent article, The Seven Red Flags That You Might Be Burned Out, available at optimizeyourself.me slash burnout. Now, if you have already read that article, then you are now familiar with the first law of holes. When you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Whether or not you are stuck at the bottom of a hole that you dug for yourself, or if somebody helped you get there, well, that's now irrelevant. The reality is that you can't get out by yourself. And furthermore, if you simply accept that where you are stuck is just your new normal, we are all inevitably headed towards believing that severance is our only option to escape our jobs. Because what we are all experiencing right now is as far from normal as you can get. Below, I've provided seven simple and practical steps to help you overcome burnout and slowly climb out of the hole, but before diving right into the steps, I think it's important to understand what I believe to be the root cause of burnout. Without awareness of why we are all burned out in the first place, we are simply doomed to repeat the cycle. The most dangerous word that leads to burnout is should. It is an incredibly dangerous word that implies so much leaves little room for error and ultimately sets us up for failure. And I believe this single word is the root cause of the vast majority of cases of burnout no doubt that everyone's story of burnout is different and unique. For some, it could be because of long hours at a job they hate. For others, it's long hours at a job that they love, but that keeps them from their family. And for others, it could be a combination of lack of passion for their work, poor lifestyle habits, a shitty commute, a disrespectful boss, inefficiency in your department, toxic coworkers, creating content that you don't believe in, committing to too many major projects at once, sleep deprivation, blah, 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 blah. blah. The point is that everybody's story is different and unique, but I believe the root cause is essentially the same. In my opinion, the root cause of the vast majority of cases of burnout stems from simply setting improper expectations. And the word should is dead center at the heart of those expectations. You should be able to work the long, oppressive, and exploitative hours because everybody else seems to be able to, right? You should be able to handle the asshole supervisors, the toxic coworkers, and the impossible deadlines because that is just the way that it is. You should be able to juggle multiple projects at once and multitask your way through everything because that is how you pay your dues. You should be able to do the job well, even if you find it boring, tedious, or unfulfilling because sucking it up is what it takes to climb the ladder. You should be able to stay focused, energized, and present, despite never having the time for exercise, eating properly, or getting enough sleep, because getting healthy is what the next hiatus is for. And what I believe is quite possibly the most damaging should of all, I should be doing more meaningful work. Given how our most common form of communication in today's age of social media is the meme, I think this one perfectly sums it up. Working in film, or frankly, working in insert any industry here is saying, but after this week, things are gonna slow down a bit over and over until you die. I am just as guilty as anyone for convincing myself that I just need to survive until the next hiatus only to realize that the next hiatus never really comes because there's always something else to do. If I'm not working, I'm looking for work. If I'm not looking for work, I'm catching up on the giant pile of everything else in my life that I ignored while I was either working or looking for work. Rinse, lather, repeat. You cannot overcome burnout until you acknowledge that it exists. I will be the first to admit that I often get into a manic state where I am absolutely convinced that I can do it all and for a period of time, I always do. But inevitably, the end of the story is the same. I can do it all until I can't. Cue burnout and the months of recovery that goes along with it. Whenever I have to confront this moment where burnout appears inevitable, the first reaction is always denial. I'll be fine, I just need to get a good night's sleep. Stop worrying. Now, it isn't until I accept that, number one, burnout is real, and number two, I'm actually burned out, Then I can actually confront the problem and begin making progress. And what I have found is that by resetting my expectations about what I should be able to do, I can actually do it all, but with one giant caveat. I can do it all, just not all at once. Expectations officially reset. to have the right mat underneath you, which is why I continue to share the Topo Mat as my number one product recommendation. To learn more about the Topo Mat and purchase yours, visit optimizeyourself.me topo. That's T-O-P-O. So now, without further ado, here are the seven ways to dig yourself out of the dark hole of creative burnout. If you are at a point where you've accepted that you're human, and you in fact should not be able to do it all, despite the expectations of your boss, your partner, your kids, your Instagram followers, your TikTok mentors, and frankly, society at large, but you're unsure of what steps to take to recover from burnout, below I have provided seven simple strategies to slowly steer the ship back in the right direction so you can become 1% better every day. Now, PS, this is not going to happen overnight. Get ready for a game of chess, not a game of checkers. Lastly, before I dive in, quick health disclaimer. I am not a doctor, a psychologist, or a licensed medical professional in any context whatsoever. All of these items are simply signs of burnout and depression that I have personally experienced in the past. They are not a formal diagnosis of any condition. And if you feel that you need help and support, which I highly encourage, please consult with the trained psychological and medical professional. I am not your doctor, not your therapist, and I'm definitely not your guru. Number one, accept that burnout is real and create space in your life to take a breath. Yeah, this one is so important, I'm gonna say it again. Until you accept the burnout is real and that you are in fact burned out, nothing is going to change. If you still believe that you just need a good night's sleep or you just need to get back to the gym or you just need an evening out away with the kids, you are slowly going to keep digging the hole deeper. Denial is the shovel, it is not the solution. Awareness is everything, but acceptance is a close second. Once you accept that your burnout is real, stop making judgments about yourself, specifically what you should be able to do based on past expectations. Right now, you're simply not capable of producing at the level that you could when you were healthy, focused, and passionate about your work. And that's okay, because you're going to be back at that level again soon enough. Start focusing on what you can do based on your present circumstances and without judgment. Then stop everything for a day, an afternoon, an hour, or even just to take a single breath. Or 10, allow yourself to be present and actually feel what is going on. Number two, schedule and prioritize ample time for recovery. This is no longer optional. Once you have accepted that you are no longer a superhero who can balance it all, and you've taken a few undistracted deep breaths, it is time to relentlessly protect your time from anything that drains your energy. Most likely, the deadly word that got you into this situation is saying yes to everybody else's needs, but at your own expense. Now it's time to ruthlessly start using the word no when someone asks you for your time and energy and instead begin saying yes to your own needs. Schedule time on your calendar for restorative activities that help you regain your energy, whether that is taking naps, light exercise, meditation, catching up on a stack of unread books, binge-watching the latest season of your favorite show, or frankly, just doing laundry. Keep it simple, enjoyable, and stress-free. And most importantly, a full night of sleep every night is no longer negotiable. Period. Full stop. Number three, allow yourself double the amount of time to accomplish half as much. I don't care what you were capable of when you felt great, that is not where you are now. And if you keep kidding yourself about what you're capable of and what you should, there's that word again, be able to accomplish in a given day or week, you are still in denial. For any given activity, calculate what it would have taken you to complete it in the before times when you felt passionate, energetic, and human. And now double that amount of time. And now cut your workload in half. All right, I get it, I chose creative work because I'm not so good with the math either, but here's a simple example. Let's say that it usually takes me 90 minutes to write a 1500 word email newsletter. Well, that means that I should plan on it taking three hours to write only the first 750 words. Hence, I will allow six hours to write the full newsletter. The chances are extremely high that you are affording yourself more than enough time to complete your task. That is the point it removes all the pressure and anxiety, and it helps you refocus on the task in smaller, more bite-sized chunks. All right, all right, I hear all of you screaming from the bleachers at this point, but you don't get it. I can't cut my workload in half and slow down. I have too much to do. Yes, I hear you, but what got you here isn't going to get you there. If the way you are currently working at your job dug the burnout hole that you are stuck in right now, you need to stop digging. You either have to have an honest conversation with your superiors and yourself about what you are truly capable of, or you need to reassess what is essential to begin with. And if your answer is everything is essential, well, then you need to redefine what essential truly means to you and the most important people in your life right now. Because if you don't, things are only gonna get exponentially worse and fast. I have spent almost 10 years now raving about how much I love my topo mat and I have finally discovered what I now consider the topo mat of desk chairs, the Core 360. The Core 360, spelled Q-O-R, is designed to keep me constantly moving while seated in an upright and balanced position. To learn more about how it works, let's hear from Core 360 founder Dr. Turner Osler about why he created the Core 360 Active Sitting Chair. When you sit badly, you sit badly for many hours a day. And that's really what the problem is, it's very hard to make yourself get up and do jumping jacks every half hour. But if you just swap to a chair that requires you to be muscularly engaged in order not to fall off, it's an easy bar to clear. For the procrastinators out there who hear all of the statistics and know how bad sitting is and it's the new smoking and they're thinking, that's something I'll worry about in a few decades, you're going to feel the effects of having more energy at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock in the afternoon that day. And that's the whole point. Your core muscles will be stronger. You'll have less back pain. All of this will make you more available for the rest of the pursuits of your life, your kids, your hobbies, your whatever. For those of us who need to practically live in front of computers to do our best creative work, the Core 360 is going to level up your game. Keep your body moving and keep the creativity flowing. To learn more and purchase what I consider to be the Topomat of desk chairs, please go to optimizeyourself.me/core360 that's optimizeyourself.me/qor360 Number 4. Make a list of all of the activities that you used to enjoy that you now dread. One of the telltale signs of burnout is a lack of passion for, well, everything. A few red flags for me in the past have been that I stop listening to music in the car. I stop reading books unless it's absolutely mandatory while I'm doing interviews or articles. I stop exercising. I stop cooking. And I stop actively seeking out quality entertainment and I instead watch mindless crap. Make a list of all the fun activities that brought you joy and re-energized you in the past. It can be anything from exercising regularly, to posting fun cooking videos on TikTok, to attending live networking events, or just taking your dog to a dog park instead of just walking around the block. Now write down why you don't do these activities anymore, and your answer can't just be, because I don't feel like it. For example, if you don't exercise, is it because you never have the energy? Or is it because your life is so disorganized and chaotic right now that you can never find your shoes? Did you stop cooking because you no longer love it? Or because the recipes that you used to cook were pretty complicated and time-consuming and you can't bear the thought of committing so much energy to something so complex? Without any judgment whatsoever, journal about the activities that bring you joy and think about why they aren't bringing you joy today. Then write down a few very simple solutions to make it easier to do one of those activities. For example, let's say that you stopped exercising because you can never find your shoes. Well then, schedule time to find your shoes, set them next to your bed with your exercise clothes, and then take a vigorous walk outside in the morning. Yeah, that's right, just a walk. Not a five minute run, not a half marathon, just a walk, because anything is better than nothing. Number five, choose one item from the list that you made above and try it again but do it in a much smaller dose. So now that you have that list of activities that brought you joy, pick just one that you can start all over again, but break it down into much smaller pieces. Going back to the cooking analogy, let's say that you used to love entertaining and cooking four course meals for your friends every Saturday, but it's been Chinese takeout by yourself for the last six weeks because you just can't. Try cooking yourself a grilled cheese sandwich for 10 minutes. No expectations, no anxiety, just be mindful of the experience of cooking again. If you exercised regularly six days a week at the P90X level, but the mere thought of even breaking a sweat terrifies you, pick your favorite routine, do only the warm up for five minutes, and then sit your ass on the couch and watch the rest of the workout. I dare you, just watch what happens. When I'm at my best, I put in seven to 10 hours a week or even more of ninja training spread between a variety of different routines and difficulty levels. When I am burned out, I walk around my block for 15 minutes a day. That is my entire exercise routine. And I do it without any form of judgment because thinking about the exercise that I'm not doing six days a week burns less calories than walking around the block. Number six, make space in your life for creativity and inspiration. One of the most depressing and debilitating parts of being burned out, it's a pretty obvious one. You no longer feel creative. When I'm at my best, I can outline and dictate an entire article in a 30-minute walk. At my worst, I get lost in my own neighborhood after 15 minutes, and I have zero ideas to show for it. If you want to get back to being creative, you must allow space for creativity. You cannot fill every moment of your day with distractions, work, interruptions, and everything else that keeps you away from the most important activity that defines who you are, thinking. Block out time for walking breaks or sitting in the grass and staring at the sky, or literally just staring into a pot of boiling water when you begin cooking. No phones, no earbuds, no podcasts, no music, just silence and your thoughts. And yes, that even includes me in this article. You might not write a symphony on day one, but I promise you will quickly rediscover that you do indeed still have ideas. You just didn't know how to access them until you had the space in your mind to do so. Number seven, and most importantly, talk to someone. I truly hope that the words that I've written on this page are helpful to you and provide both the inspiration and motivation to slowly dig yourself out of the dark hole that is burnout. But let's be honest, this article is not going to solve the burnout epidemic. The only thing that I have found truly works is to find someone that you can talk to about what you are experiencing, whether that's simply a friend, a coworker that you trust, a coach, a licensed therapist, or even a full-blown MD, an integrative medical specialist. At some point, the only way to dig yourself out of the hole is to stop digging, look up, and accept the hand that is reaching down towards you. Motivation does not lead to action. Action leads to motivation. If you are burned out, I can all but guarantee that motivation is in very short supply right now. So if you're sitting around waiting for the motivation to begin taking action, it's not gonna happen. Instead, focus on the small, simple actions that you can begin taking today that will lead to the smallest spark of motivation that will then lead to a slightly larger action and slightly more motivation and so on and so forth. You get the picture. One of the key principles that I share with my optimizer coaching and mentorship students is the following. Do not pursue perfect at the expense of good enough. When you are in the deep, dark hole of burnout, sometimes striving for good enough is good enough. Stop focusing on doing everything perfectly and start focusing on progression over perfection. It is simply about getting 1% better than the day before. You have got this. Thank you so much for listening to the reading of my article, So You're Burned Out, Now What? Seven Ways to Climb Out of the Hole, which is available alongside the other article in this series, The Seven Red Flags That You Might Be Burned Out, both of which are available at optimizeyourself.me slash burnout. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and most importantly, be well.